Tarot for the Wild Soul, a weekly tarot podcast about life, death, and rebirth. I'm your host, Lindsay Mack. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. Happy in bulk. Happy uh, February. February is a very, very powerful month. She's a bridge month. And whenever we're in bridge months, it's usually a preparation for something very big that's coming on the other side. That is very true with this month of February. Um, the medicine for the month is very powerful, very impactful. And anytime we begin a month on one of the high holy days of the wheel of the year, such as in bulk, which is our St. Bridget's Day, our day to honor, to bless. It's a day of holy wells, of divination, of water, of tending to the hearth and home. There's a lot in February that leads us directly back to tending the inner hearth. Um, and it feels like such an honor, as always, to have this beautiful ritual of meeting with all of you collectively at the beginning of every month. So welcome to this episode. Um, before we get to our monthly medicine, I have a very, very quick but very giant big announcement to make. Um, and then I'm going to get right to the medicine. Um, the Not only is the website, the web page for my upcoming eight-week tarot course, also called Tarot for the Wild Soul, not only is that website live at tarotforthewildsoul.com, but our, our scholarship applications are also open for the course as of today. So if you or someone you love is someone who is at need, um, I highly encourage you to go to tarotforthewildsoul.com slash scholarships and check it out and see if it resonates with you. Um, Our website is uh, really special. It's a brand new thing. Usually our course enrollment page was just a page on my website, but this course just deserved its own website. (laughs) So we've gone ahead and we've done that. It's gorgeous. The trailer is up. It's magnificent. We have listed um, everything you could possibly want to know. And even though enrollment is not open for the course yet, it will be open to everybody on February 12th. Scholarship applications are open. And again, you can check that out. Um, on the, on the website, just by going to terrorforthewildsoul.com. Um, this website lists, uh, what the course is about, what soul tarot is, any frequently asked questions you might have, all the beautiful testimonials we've received from the 1500 folks who've done this course over the last two years, um, who the course is for, um, our syllabus, our full syllabus, Um, ways to sponsor, important dates, a little bit about me, and perhaps most exciting, our bonus contributors for the course this year, which include, just to name a few, because all nine of them, and there are nine this year instead of eight, all nine of them are pretty spectacular. We have um, Elise Ensenberger of La Mystica Tarot. We have Jordan Rain of Sincerely the Tarot. We have Mary Evans of Spirit Speak. We have um, Sanyu Estelle, we have Aaliyah Walston, we have Sully Earthwork, we have Courtney Alexander of Dust to Onyx, um, 
We have Karina Rosella of Rise Up Good Witch. I sincerely hope I didn't miss anyone. <laughs> um, and we have Rachel Pollock, who is everybody listening to this podcast knows, who incredibly um, was delighted to come on as a bonus contributor and is offering a profound piece of medicine to the people in the course. Um, and if you don't know Rachel Pollock, um, she's a profoundly gifted and treasured a tarot scholar, an author who wrote 78 Degrees of Wisdom and Tarot Wisdom. And um, all of the bonus contributors are uh, a dream come true. And like my all-star wish list of folks who are involved in the course is going to be taking place this year from March 21st, spring equinox, to um, May 9th. And normally it's done in the fall, but we decided to move it to the spring as we've expressed before. And, um, even though again, enrollment is not open, scholarships are open, all of the information that you could possibly want to know about the course is up for you at tarotforthewildsoul.com. Um, in terms of scholarships, uh, we are offering 28 need-based scholarship spots for Tarot for the Wild Soul course this year. Um, and there are um, important things to read about on that scholarship page before you apply. We reserve uh a portion of our scholarships for certain sects and communities. We reserve um, a certain portion of our scholarships to the LGBTQI, to S community, to people of color, um, specifically for um, Black folks, Indigenous folks, especially um, for people whose work revolve around social justice, trauma, mental health work. Anyone who fits within that category are automatically. Um, prioritized for these scholarships. Um, and if you're not, there also may be a spot for you. So it just really depends on what is, um, whose scholarship really, um, we feel fits with what we're doing for the course. So I encourage you to check it out. I encourage you to apply if you're feeling called to it. Um, we are really honored to read everyone's application. Um, if you don't know about the course, you're going to learn all about it by going to the website. So pumped to share it. This is the first year we've had this website for this course. And, um, it's our third time doing the course. So it's our high priestess year. And I've attempted to keep this short, but of course it is too long. <laughs> and the other thing I want to say, just this will be very brief, is that I'm doing a, a tarot challenge. I'm hosting a tarot challenge on Instagram at my Instagram page at Wild Soul Healing. If you don't follow me, please consider doing so. Um, and if you want to do a tarot challenge with me, fucking join because it's starting today. So yeah, I'm so excited. Um, really delighted to start uh, the process kind of rolling for this course. So if you're looking for a need-based scholarship to Tarot for the Wild Soul, now is the time to apply. And um, if you want to learn anything you could possibly want to know about the course, it's up for you at tarotforthewildsoul.com. End of speech. Okay. As I mentioned, today is in bulk, very, very powerful day. So in bulk is so significant and symbolic, uh, like a couple of other days on the wheel of the year, because it represents the halfway point between uh, a solstice and an equinox. So with in bulk, we're, it's reminding us, because it's so easy to forget 
that we are nature, we are connected to these higher rhythms and realms. Um, it's reminding us that we're right in between the winter solstice and the spring equinox. And it's reminding us that it is a time to both continue to go inward and honor the rhythm of the current season we're in, because obviously I'm just talking about the Northern Hemisphere for those folks in the Southern Hemisphere. Obviously, you are welcoming in holding a space for the cold, so it's a bit different because it's hot where you are right now. Um, but we want to hold space for the season we're in while also, you know, really honoring and looking toward what's to come. Like that's kind of the deal with Imbolc is that we recognize that there's invisible magic going on. We recognize that although there's no flower in the garden, the roots are very much at work. And of course, whenever we have the medicine of winter, if we're talking about Northern Hemisphere, there is this just this unbelievable clearing that occurs that allows summer and spring to be the most bountiful they can be. So there's a lot of inward looking work that we do, but on Imbolc, it's such a beautiful day to honor the lighting of candles, to really cherish um, this holy time because the fires are not burning. It's really the lighting of the candle, just holding that sacred space and um, really dropping deeply into that idea. And again, you know, I'm not um, the best resource and nor should I be really, because all of us shine at all kinds of different things. I'm not really like the most wonderful resource at, you know, the history of these high holy days, because I know a little bit, but not everything. But if you're looking to go a little bit deeper into kind of what in bulk is and why it's connected to St. Bridget, I highly recommend the Fair Folk podcast. Um, it's hosted by uh, a really lovely person named Danica, who is just a genius and does know everything <laughs> about this stuff. So I highly encourage you to check that out if you'd like to know a little bit more about where this day came from. And if not, I'm really, I'm always looking just to nature and I'd rather look to nature than feel it out in a book, um, even though the book is great too. So just see where you're called today as you consider that you're in the halfway point between these two places. And that is really powerful because as I mentioned at the top of the podcast, February really is this bridge month. It is this month that kind of guides us from one state of being into another. We've, we've kind of like, January was so long and we've kind of um, utilized it to get used to this completely new rhythm. I mean, again, in 2018, we were in high priestess justice, like it was major out of the gate. This year is really about um, self-sovereignty, a little bit more looseness, creating better boundaries, emphasizing some pleasure, dare I say, like really taking space and um, it's this year, really honoring sacred timing. So we had to kind of get used to that, which is a part of why this month felt so goddamn long. Um, but because February is a bridge, it's kind of guiding us from that initiatory month to the total intensity of March. And March is always intense because it's a portal month. And it's a portal month because it holds within it the end of the zodiac and the beginning of the zodiac. It holds within it the spring equinox or the fall, depending on where we are in the world. Um, there's a lot of activity that happens in March. Huge. So 
February prepares us for that by bringing us into these really sacred, important foundational spaces, looking at the middle ground between these two spaces. And our um, phrase for monthly medicine this uh, month in the, uh, for February is unapologetic permission. Sacred, holy, unapologetic permissioning of self, of soul, honoring our knowing, our timing, and our truth without explanation and without apology, period. That is what we are practicing this month over anything at all, over anything that we may deem as important. It's really about permissioning ourselves and doing so without apology, without explanation, without excuse, just simply allowing the truth within us to be. Now, to clarify, obviously, we live in a world where not everyone is allowed, able, or really shouldn't say allowed, that's totally out of alignment. Um, we live in a world where not everyone is able, where what we desire isn't always available to us. We're not always available to permission ourselves. We can always work within our current circumstances. We can always come to the place that we are at in our current circumstances because our current circumstances are changing all the time. In fact, it's the opposite of what I mentioned. We are always allowed, always empowered to come into a space where we are reviewing what's available to us. The problem is that we don't review it enough, that we assume we don't have permission. We don't question it. We don't look at it. We assume we don't have permission to go out and do that thing, to take that on or to move, to um, ask someone out. We just kind of always, there can be this perpetual assumption that what we've got is what we've got. We better keep on keeping on with it or that we have to ask other people for permission to do what we want to do. So the first step is really identifying for yourself in a soul-centered way. What am I being called to? There's plenty of shit that the ego and the brain calls us to. And that's not what we're talking about here. This isn't about permissioning ourselves to do what the ego is ripping us around to do or what our impulses are saying that are not necessarily anything we would necessarily want to honor. And it's not necessarily I've said the word necessarily 85 times in the last two seconds. Um, but it's also not saying that anything that pops into our head, we're just going to give ourselves permission to do. There's wise discernment here. So if we can wisely discern, wisely come into a space where we're considering, asking ourselves, checking in with this idea that we can come to our soul knowing come to a space where the soul desires to move. We do desire to quit this job. We do desire to step into work in this way. We do desire to write our book, even though we have no idea what's going to happen to it. We have no agent. It doesn't matter. Giving ourselves permission to just be or not be unapologetically will change our lives. Because what it starts doing is it starts breaking up the um, old, really kind of crusty ropes 
of blockage and of beliefs that don't serve us, that just keep us small because we're too afraid um, to expand without them. So really, we're going to talk a little bit about in a moment about what unapologetic permissioning looks like, but what it does is sets us free. What it does is start to prove the brain wrong. It starts to prove the stories of the brain about what we can and can't do, what's possible for us. It starts to change its shape. And again, we're not talking about any whim that comes in our head. We're just going to do it. We're going to permission ourselves because that wouldn't be wise. It's not saying that we cannot do that, but we can also choose to be in alignment with what's in highest and best. And doing so usually requires us to take a moment, pause, drop in, consider. Um, But if we're coming to our understanding and our knowing about it, then it's really crucial to be able to discern and come into a space where we're really asking those important questions. And again, it's life-changing because when we're connected with the soul and we give ourselves permission, what it does is it starts to show us what occurs, what miracles can occur when we work with spirit rather than over spirit, rather than trying to take the reins and say, I know where to go. I know what to do. This is what I want. Because a lot of the time, a lot of the world's difficulties and contractions, um, could be eased, certainly not solved, um, at least for people who possess a certain amount of autonomy, to be able to take a moment and say, is it in my highest and best to do this in this moment? Even if we perceive incredible need, incredible pressure, to be able to just have a moment to say, is now the time? Am I believing that it's the time or is now actually the time? We all know. We do have a sense. And most of us just don't ask. There are those of us who are devoted completely to spirit and who live our lives from a place of channel-centered living and still fucking forget to ask. Everyone forgets to ask. And if we don't even know that that's possible for us, We definitely, it is a gamble pretty much every time we step into something new. So coming into a space where we, if we're available to, now obviously if we're in an emergency, you call 911, you do what you have to do. We're not talking about that. In moments when the action is clear, we don't have to drop in. But if it really is that we're deeply conflicted, um, we don't know whether to process our anger or vent out on this person. We don't know whether to take the job or not take the job. We don't know whether to leave or not to leave. Just simply to drop in, to drop in and to be able to say is now the moment. If we get a no, there is sacred permission in that to be able to say, I'm in a no right now. I don't know why. I don't understand. This may be especially helpful for those of you who are really seeking your beloved right now. Consider asking spirit, is it in my highest and best to be partnered at this time? And if you get a no on that, that doesn't mean that it won't be a yes in an hour. It also doesn't mean it won't be a yes in a week. But imagine what could happen 
if you give yourself the gift of permission for the answer to be no. And then after perhaps you've honored a temper tantrum about that, (laughs) you can start asking the really fun question, which is, well, what gifts are lying for me here in being not partnered that maybe I'm missing? What is the why in this? What am I being invited to, uh, to understand about deeply desiring something, but it not being time for me to have it, not being time for me to come into contact with it? The opposite is true, or really the same is true, rather, with the idea of asking for permission and getting a yes and having our sense of knowing be like, I can't do that. I tried to do that and it was a disaster or, you know, not giving ourselves for credit for growing or what have you. All of that really connects back to the space of unapologetic permission. There is so much power in giving ourselves permission to not be okay, to not be ready, to not be okay for social gatherings, to be depressed to be going through a season of difficulty, a season of grief, to be going through a time when we're not feeling called to hang out with a certain person. We don't know anybody's shit. Like if anything, you can explain what you're moving through. You don't know anybody anything. You definitely don't owe them an apology because guess what? If it's not in your highest and best, if you're really feeling that it's a no on something and someone else is pushing back, they are not connected to their sense of unapologetic permissioning. So really your action is just triggering them. And if it's a question where you've promised somebody something and you're literally just ghosting them, of course, kind communication, clarification, that doesn't mean don't say anything at all. But you also don't need to apologize unless you really feel that you need to. What we're really talking about is embodiment of the permission around honoring the soul's yes, without question saying yes to that, without question. And the same thing goes for the big yeses. If we decide we're leaving, we're coming, we're staying, we're doing this, we're going here, we're going there, we don't need to say that any, we don't need to get permission from anyone other than ourselves. What this work starts to do And really, this is the invitation of February, because what's going to happen in February is that we're going to be given all these opportunities essentially to step into permissioning ourselves to be in great joy and great enjoyment of life. And even more than that, we're really being permissioned or uh, being given the opportunity or the invitation to open up a greater co-creation with divine source rather than just all of us operating as like independent contractors in this life that is completely (laughs) co-created with, um, with, you know, the great one, you know, like the universe, the essence of all that lives. So there are two cards that really bring us into that this month. The biggest one is temperance, which we'll talk about in just a few minutes. Um, But there's a lot of power here, again, honoring our knowing. So something that I really want to share about this, sometimes we know things and other people haven't caught up to us. They don't know. 
So it might be that you know that it's time to pull out of a collaboration or a relationship or a friendship. It could be that you just simply know that it's time to drop that client. It could be that you know that you need a little space from your mom, whatever it might be. It's okay for you to know and for the other person not to know. It's far more complex than just simply being like, yeah, just go ahead and do it. Don't apologize. Obviously, we want to be as gentle to each other as we can in this world. But there is also no apology required. It doesn't mean that you have to ditch that person and never talk to them again. But it does mean that you can start to say, you know, I'm noticing myself being drawn into more um, solo time right now. I'm noticing that I'm feeling like um, I want to explore something a little different right now. Um, This is what I'm, I just want to communicate that this is what I'm needing. I'm needing a little bit of space. I'm needing a little bit of time. And you can absolutely give yourself permission for that. If another person is upset, you can simply say, I really honor your feelings, but I can't fix them for you. There's no way that I'm able to fix them. You're allowed to have your feelings. Part of us honoring our knowing is that it empowers others to honor theirs. Because if we are in a position, and I've been there many times, where a friend of mine has had a knowing that they need a little space from me. And again, we're talking about soul. We're not talking about the ego trying to pull us out of good relationships because of sabotage or because it's afraid of intimacy. That is not what we are discussing here. So I highly encourage you if you're feeling like, but, but, to really think about that, you know, and think about whether or not what you're perceiving um, is being based in ego or not, because this is soul knowing. And usually when we have a soul knowing, it's in highest and best for the other person if there are other people involved as well. So by honoring this, we empower others to honor their knowing too. Earlier, um, a couple, a month or two ago, I knew that it was really important that I cancel an offering that I was going to do because I was in so much physical pain and was moving through a really hard season with my body. And the timing was such that I just thought, well, I could do this, but I choose not to because um, I am at that place with my work and all the work that I have done, then I know the money will be there no matter what I do, that there will be work in some way that something will come through and that I will not, you know, not be able to eat anymore. Um, because I trust because I'm working with spirit and because part of What I believe honoring my knowing was about, giving myself unapologetic permission, is that I honestly wondered if part of the pain wasn't to cancel that offering, that that wasn't an opportunity for me both to move through the initiation of that physical experience, but also to get to practice, because that's a lot of the time what it is that we're asked to do here with difficulty is to practice. Most of the people that I emailed about canceling that offering responded back to me with a lot of positive feedback, which has happened more than once with stuff that I've either canceled or moved, where people say, you've just given me so much permission to be like, this is so easy just to be able to say, you know, this changed. I'm so sorry. 
you know? And again, that's a perfect example where we can say, I'm so sorry for the experience of, of disappointment that may come up for you. I'm here to honor that. But we're not apologizing for honoring our knowing. There's a difference there. We can apologize for any kind of disappointment. We can apologize for um, the human experience of disappointment around that. And we can also not shrink in our knowing at all. So unapologetic permissioning doesn't mean that we never say that we understand what another human being goes through in the face of disappointment, but it doesn't mean that we don't allow it to stop us. We don't allow it to stop us from trusting ourselves. The more we do this, the more we take action, the more we start to build that muscle of intuition and the more our lives really do start to change. It's really quite powerful. Um, and it, all that it does is align us with our timing, brings us closer to our intuition, brings us closer to spirit and brings us into greater connection and contact with our truth. And in terms of our Wild Soul Collective Tarot reading for the month of February, the medicine of the month ahead is Three of Cups. Celebration, joy, ritual. We talked about Three of Cups ad nauseum last month in our interview with Stacy Ivory. It doesn't always mean group work, but it does mean getting out in the world and enjoying the fruits of it. It does mean cultivating a sense of safety, of communication, of connection, we talked about in that embodiment interview that effective, truthful conversation and communication, especially airing of grievances when someone is not feeling safe, is crucial to the enjoyment of life with other people. It's crucial for the circles that we run in. And it's really important that we're keeping kind of our energetic gateway clear in terms of who we're interacting with and who we interact with socially as a friend, partner, et cetera, even in work and um, folks who we might go out to drinks with. For some reason, that's a big deal this month is kind of really clearing that. Um, and if someone isn't someone can come into our lives literally for a year and be beautiful. And for one reason or another, we may have outgrown them or they may have outgrown us. And it's not a problem. It really just is that we're in each other's lives until we're not. So it's really lovely for us to start thinking about three of cups in terms of refining the kind of group energy that we take part in. That's really the beauty of that, that we get to move into that space. And it's about pleasure and joy. So we get to move into enjoying life more from a more full, delicious place. We get to step into that this month, reap it, just make it such a beautiful part of our lives. How often do we enjoy our lives? So many of us are just kind of like waiting to enjoy them. And that's not what it's about. What it's really about is being able to say, I am empowered. I give myself permission. I can show up here. I can shine here. I can say no thank you here. Unapologetic permission. I am permissioned to absolutely honor and trust my soul knowing. And in doing so, I create more safety greater connection, deeper intimacy with all the people I keep company with. And if anyone doesn't match that frequency, 
our dates are going to wind up continuing to get canceled and that's okay. So medicine of the month is three of cups, deep joy, deep connection on a whole different levels. It also might be a month that due to the work we do in these areas, um, connections that we've previously have become so much more intimately connected. So it's really an opportunity to refine the kind of energy we drop into. Three of Cups is also totally about harvest, ritual, medicine. Um, February is very much a month about that. We're in Aquarius Pisces energy here. So it really is an amazing time to be able to say, you know, that we have this connection both to the esoteric and to the deep, to the psychic and to the otherworldly. You know, it really is this like real special um, pocket of time where kind of both of those things are represented. Um, and again, Three of Cups is very much about kind of that trinity of birth and creation and also of being emotionally fed and nourished. So there's a lot of that happening this uh, month. What we're being invited to pay attention to, the kind of fixed point in the spiral, is temperance. So temperance is shining a rainbow over all of this because everything we're talking about, unapologetic permissioning to honor one's soul knowing, that's temperance. That's how we get blended that's how we become more tempered. That's how we connect to one of the roots of the ideas of temperance, Sophersun, which is all over Greece, to know oneself and keep nothing in excess. This is how we literally connect with that idea to be personally well-balanced. We do this by saying yes to the soul, period. And temperance, obviously, as a card is phenomenally complex and deserves to be honored as such. But if we really want to break down temperance quite simply, the simple simplicity of temperance is that we begin to bridge together with spirit. We begin to intentionally co-create with spirit rather than just having it be what we're doing on us. And we're kind of moving around spirit, moving around, um, like great mystery in order to kind of get to where we're going. You know, it's very different to be able to work with. So our kind of um, living meditation for the month of February is, am I working with divine or against divine? Am I working with my soul? Did I remember to fold that in? You know, so many folks try to focus on like, and I'm not saying anything wrong about this, but try to focus on, um, you know, really uh, like ritual and um, working with external tools and all that's so good. Obviously, let's do ritual every day, all the time, and let's work with all the tools. I'm a fucking tarot reader. I love tools. <laughs> but it you have to be able to have, I believe, the ability to say, okay, am I actually connecting? all these external pieces to the connection that I long to have with my soul? Am I really in that connection or am I not? So we can change that. That's really the meditation. That's what we're going to be invited to pay attention to. That's kind of the, um, the idea. That's really what we're going to come back to again and again and again and again this month. Always asking ourselves, as I permission myself, does it bring me a little bit closer to myself, 
to my guides, etc. The lesson of the month is Page of Pentacles. This is a seeking month. Page of Pentacles is all about the deep questions. It's earth and earth, double earth energy. Why am I here? Why am I doing the things I'm doing? This is not just about seeking like, because a lot of folks might be called to really explore this month, might be kind of called to like go out into the world or prepare to go out into the world in some really new way. But it's also about being able to say, why exactly am I doing the things I'm doing? Why do I reach for that food? Why do I um, have that impulse? Why, when I need X, do I kind of reach for Y? Um, what What is it that I'm meant to be learning here? It's a kind of a seeking, it's a questioning energy that takes us really deep, deep down. It's kind of like that child who's like, but why? Well, it's because of that but why? You know, and just continuing to ask those questions until they get down to the very, very heart of the matter, which is so beautiful. Um, and the lesson that's kind of, again, you know, what we are all learning this month is that with great inquiry, with deep questions comes great wisdom. And we start to understand, oh yeah, I haven't been permissioning myself in this area because I'm afraid of success. I haven't been permissioning myself here because I'm afraid still that I'm not going to have any friends if I choose to honor this period of my life, or I'm afraid no one will be here if I'm not constantly, constantly, constantly um, connecting with folks for one reason or another. So the deep questioning of this little energy and of this lesson really brings us into a space of renewed empowerment. It brings us in, into a whole new world of of really realizing like, holy shit, that's how those two things connect. That's why I do that. That's why I do this. Oh my God. Like I had no idea, you know, whatever. So it's really important to follow Page of Pentacles into the realm of very deep questions. And, you know, a lot of the time, Page of Pentacles shows up as a seeking energy. So it can, can bring us into a space where we're really studying the soul work in a very deep way. That's kind of how it's always come through to me. Um, but with that being said, it's also, as far as it's showing up for us this month, bringing us into a space of wise, interested curiosity about the why of things. Why do we feel like we need to apologize? Just really bringing a moment of inquiry to our impulses and to our choices and to the feelings that come up in us as we start to permission ourselves. Because again, with great expansion comes enormous contraction typically. And a lot of the time when we permission ourselves, all this stuff floods up in us. Who am I to do this? I can't do it. You know, if I do this, I'm going to wind up alienating these people. I'm going to wind up not being able to do that. Other people are going to judge me. Unapologetic permissioning means I'm fucking exhausted of playing small for people who are so busy playing small themselves. They're not even paying attention to what I'm doing. I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm stepping up into my knowing and I'm going to pay attention to where I don't want to do it so that I can start bringing forward my page of pentacles in this and I can start asking why. What we are kind of harvesting right now, preparing to release is seven of cups. So this is such wonderful news because 
Seven of Cups kind of was a little bit the unspoken, invisible energy that ran through January. Um, January of 2019 was one of the first in a couple of years that didn't have a Mercury retrograde running through it. So it's felt different. It's kind of felt like, well, we could do anything, but really, what is there to do? What exactly are we being asked to do here? And Seven of Cups is such a delicious energy because it it is not actually about, um, it really is about the power of daydreaming. And it really is about being able to have us support us in a space where we say, wow, you know, I could do all of these things. Cool. The mistake we run into, which is, um, I think, uh, really where Seven of Cups gets its little bit more of its unfortunate reputation with some interpreters is um, that sometimes we try to choose one of those things. We're not meant to choose. It doesn't mean that we weren't supposed to choose anything in December or um, in January of this year. Of course we were. But um, it sort of means that the time when things have been less clear and less action oriented, like the prep time, the dreaming time, it's kind of coming to a close and what we're moving into is the world. So this just kind of furthers this idea and this kind of infinity loop that we're just moving from this season of Seven of Cups, this opportunity where it's been really important to look inward at kind of um, what we're wanting, what the difference is between soul and brain and all that stuff. And now we're moving into an energy this month the seeds we're planting, the next cycle of our lives, the cycle of movement that we're preparing to move into in February, the world card, is about joyful release of kind of all those cups that were not serving us, that actually had something in it that we were not meant to be working with. For some of us, it will be cathartically profound to be able to come to a space where we say, holy shit, I've actually never wanted that thing. I just thought I did. My mom wanted it for me. Holy shit. I've never actually desired that. That's never desired me. I've been single for, you know, however many years. I've never given myself a chance to just be single. I've just been looking for someone. I've wasted years of my life looking. I'm going to choose to just be right now. And if someone comes in, they come in. And that might be something that if that resonates with you, sub it in for any other issue that you might have to do work with yourself on literally like every hour on the hour for a little bit as the brain starts to be like, but you should be looking, you should be with someone. Why? You can just keep reparenting saying we're exactly where we're meant to be. If there was someone who was meant to be here, they would be here. We cannot miss what's meant for us. So there's this real power here with the world because the world means that Saturn is present. Saturn comes through in the world and says, you have completed the cycle of work and of lessons that you have been asked to, and now you are free to move into a new cycle. This is all about permissioning. This is the work of February to bring us way deep down into the way that we permission ourselves to be in touch with our truth, the way that we translate our soul's impulses into action. How we actually literally do that is what's up for grabs this month. And that's the big thing that's changing. The world card is the most spectacular transformation in the tarot. It's basically like 
has all the power of the death card, but like only the delightful feelings. <laughs> and the Saturn of it all is really just a symbol of saying we're complete with Saturn's energy. Saturn is happy when it comes up in the world card. It's all finished. We've done the work we've meant to do in it. So now it's available to let us go. So as far as this month, we're wrapping up all kinds of old spirals, all kinds of old cycles that we've been in sometimes, some of us for decades that we're just complete with. We're, we're not meant to be in them anymore. How have you not been giving yourself permission? In what way have you not, in what way have you been apologizing? In what way have you actively not given yourself permission? Whatever it is, you're complete with it. You don't need to do it anymore. It's okay if people don't like it. It's okay if people are upset with you. Let them be upset. It's their business anyway. It's okay. Whatever it is, just come closer to it. Endeavor to understand it a little bit better. Call in your page of cups. Really start to think about the why of it. Because it will blow your mind open as to like what we believe that keeps us from that permission. And finally, for this reading... Our teacher for the month ahead is the Knight of Cups. So um, when we call in, when Knight of Cups is called into us, it essentially means that we're being asked to move with a lot of grace, that we can do all of what we've talked about, the permissioning, the hard work, the hard words of no thank you or yes please that we may have to move into this month depending on how we are honoring our sacred permissioning. We can call upon Knight of Cups for any of those moments because Knight of Cups is the mover who can move through the world with a lot of grace. So anything we might be going through that we just think this is going to be a fucking nightmare, they're going to flip out, I can't do it, what if I fuck up, what if I fail? All we have to do is say, Knight of Cups, please come be by my side, teach me how even this moment can be one of ease and grace. I can't see how it's possible, but I'm willing to consider. Ease and grace doesn't mean like fluff. It means that we take extremely difficult things and choose actively and intentionally to say, I'm willing to consider that this doesn't have to be crackling. It doesn't need to be contractive. I don't need to flip out. They don't, if they flip out, I can choose to say yes or not say yes to that, whatever I want to do. It doesn't need to be torture. It can be challenging, but it can also be wildly freeing. And I'm willing to consider that it could be very smooth, despite what I think. That's the key with Knight of Pentacles. So there's a lot of power here. Um, we have, in terms of our astrological highlights for February, we have in bulk. We have uh, today and a little bit tomorrow. We have um, a new moon in Aquarius on February 4th, and we have a full moon in Virgo on February 19th. Exactly what we need to seal in this idea of individual expression, sacred permissioning, highly your honest qualities, very connected to Aquarius. This is the whole deal with the new moon. Permission yourself to be who you are. Permission yourself to say yes to your soul initiate that new cycle. There's a reason that what we're coming into is the world. The fool and the world live in tandem with one another. You can't have one without the other. And the fool is ruled by Uranus, which is connected to Aquarius. So it is totally connected to this new moon. And then with Virgo, 
there is no better moon that you could call on to create action, aligned action based on sacred soul permission in your life. So the moons are very, very supportive. The two cards that we're in this month are the star and the moon. So the star being one of deep healing, deep questions, deep inquiry, healing for the sake of the collective. Anytime any one of us makes a decision from a soul place, we heal and invite everyone else to do the same. It's a very powerful invitation. And the moon being very comfortable with going into those depths, asking those questions. There's a lot of power there, a lot. Overall, this month is a time of profound potential for shifts and change. And all we need to do is develop in time the question, develop the inquiry, develop that kind of flexibility and that comfort with being able to say, you know, am I giving myself full unapologetic sacred permission to honor my soul's truth? If not, why? And that's our medicine for the month of February. So grateful to be here with all of you for it. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Such an honor, as always, to serve all of you. Um, again, so excited to hear your thoughts about um, the course and everything within it. You can go to tarotforthewildsoul.com to check that out. If you love this podcast, if you enjoy the content, please consider giving us five stars on iTunes or subscribing to the podcast. Um, it helps us to chart higher um, and it helps other people to find us, which is great. Uh, I also wanted to share with everybody, uh, sorry, it's a bummer that I forgot to do it until now, but that we've hit over 2 million downloads of this podcast, which is unbelievable. And I just love and thank all of you so much for listening and being such wonderful, loyal fans. And um, you couldn't honor me more um, by listening. And I'm just so grateful to be here in this community with all of you. Um, have an absolutely glorious in bulk. I can't wait to connect with you next week for Ask Lindsay and be well until that time. 